It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Problem with the Red Sox is they don't want to go more than three. That's mm. that's they're just they're they're sticking right now with two years for position players, no more than you know two three for pitchers, right? Montgomery, it's a little different than say like you know Mike Clevenger out there, yeah. But Montgomery, that's a guy that they still are connected with, and I, I do wonder if these teams. What the feeling that I'm getting from the Red Sox is they're just hanging around, right, just in case something falls through. Right. And, you know, something happens there with the Rangers doesn't work out. And they'd be like, hey, you know what? Come here. Come here for, you know, a couple years, maybe a year. Go back out in the market next year. I don't know. The Red Sox, they're doing some weird stuff right now. And it's kind of hard to get an idea of really what is the end game right now. But with the lack, I understand the direction they're trying to go in. We'll talk about them in just a little bit. Can I say this? Can I say this? Yeah. This it obviously wasn't Heimblum's fault. Can we just put? Can we just drop the mic? It obviously was not Heimblum's fault because it seems like the same stuff is happening yeah. with Craig Breslow. Yeah, I I think with Heim, I don't think he was perfect either. I think right. there was something where I think the Red Sox they probably just thought from what Jared Carabas said something to do with maybe how he was working with agents and stuff like that. Right, right, just not pulling the trigger on deals and just coming up short on stuff. Trade deadline stuff was, I think the trade deadline at the end really was the the final nail in the coffin, right? Yeah. Not doing anything. Cause the Red Sox, yeah, they want the long-term vision, but they, they also want the short term too. And he just didn't do anything at the deadline. And, you know, yeah, look, he yeah. wasn't perfect. He was not. He was not perfect. It seemed like he was. He was trying to run it uh, a certain way, and and it wasn't working. Yeah, but ownership, obviously, but not his fault. Right? Yeah, right, ownership is there. It it so far, so far, a few. It's only been a couple of months. There's still plenty of time for this to change. We have to see Craig Breslow's first trade deadline. We have mm-hmm. to see multiple off seasons in the rearview mirror. But it's not a good start. Uh, yeah, this this just feels like it's the same. Thing that was going on before, right? But getting back to Jordan Montgomery, yep. you know, I, I would, I would still say the Rangers figure it out. But I'm always someone. I'm always leaving open the possibility because I feel like anytime I say, "Yep, this is going to happen," done deal, guaranteed. There's a lot of times it just doesn't, right? No. And you never know. We we got to wait and see what these final details are going to be. Right now, yeah, the Rangers seem to make the most sense. And mm-hmm. he want, and I was told, too, he wants to go back there. Um, but things can change. Things right? change. We'll have to wait and see. I could, if the Red Sox, listen, Red Sox got winter weekend coming up this weekend. If they star a We Want Monty chant while Tom Warner and Craig Bresler are on the stage, who knows? Maybe that gets them going a little bit. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, but everyone, replay viewers. We are at the end of this. So if you want to listen to the rest of this, make sure you go download the Barreled Up podcast because we are going to be talking about the Red Sox next. So if you want to listen to all that, you will find it on podcast format only. Uh, this will not be here for the uh, for the replay viewers. If you're live, stay with us. We're talking to some Red Sox now. Let's move on here. Speaking of all of that, we got some comments, and uh, I mean, 
I've been all over this the last couple of days and I've been seeing you don't want to be on Red Sox Twitter land right now. I feel like I'm the only one that's trying to stay positive out there and I'm just getting shellacked by a bunch of people. But you know what? I'm a I'm a glass half full kind of a guy. And you know, I'm just trying to stay positive. But we did not really get the greatest quotes the past couple of days. Uh, everyone wants to talk about the full throttle thing, right? That's the joke. That's the uh, the running joke this offseason. So let me let me read you the quote from Tom Warner. He was the one that said the Red Sox are full throttle. Here is the quote. Maybe that wasn't the most artful way of saying what I wanted to say, which is that we're going to be pressing all levers to improve the team. There you go. It should have just been all levers, right? That should have been the quote. Uh, in the end, nobody's happy with our performance the last few years. Some years we go after somebody who was about to be a free agent or was a free agent as it pertains to Trevor Story or Rafi Devers. We felt very strongly that we were going to compete for Yamamoto's services, but in the end, he went to another team. So obviously the big one there is the very beginning of that quote. Maybe that wasn't the most artful way of saying things. Now I know Blue Jays fans have their their you know their feelings about Ross Atkins. From coming from your you know landscape with you know what you've had to hear from the Blue Jays ownership, what do you think when you hear a quote like that where he's kind of backtracking a little bit? Not backtracking, but kind of saying, Yeah, I messed up there. I kind of wished he had gone with levers because I, I would have appreciated the memes for that too. I think somehow uh, Red Sox Twitter and just Twitter in general would have found a way to to put to pull together some pretty good lever memes uh, yeah. on that. But even still, they have they even done that is the problem. They have fallen short of doing even that. Uh, we get Tyler O'Neill. We got Vaughn Grissom, and we got who am I forgetting? Um, who am I forgetting? We got Grissom. We got O'Neill, uh, Giolito. That's it. And then did the Giolito one maybe the most egregious of all? Because why is why did Giolito get that much money? Like <laughs> Giolito should have gotten at most the Sean Manaya contract. So to overpay to to overpay it feels like for Lucas Giolito coming off a dog garbage year and yeah, dog garbage is not a word, but I think you know where I wanted to go there. I'm trying to PG myself here. Uh, a, a terrible year. And look, Vaughn Grissom, that may be great. That may work out great. Let's give Craig Breslow in that front office a hand getting out of the Chris sale business. I think that was a good thing. They are paying a little bit for it, but they're out of, they're out of the, the Chris sale business. Uh, Vaughn Grissom could be great. Tyler O'Neill could have a bounce back year. Lucas Giolito could have a bounce back here. But in that division, the aggressiveness that you need to see, I think it's got to be frustrating that whether it's full throttle, whether it's levers, whatever it is, they they have just fallen short. And there have been too many times as well where they've been linked to free agents. Now, maybe this is not fair because it could have been leverage and they didn't come through. So and then yeah. some of the offers that we've seen that they've put forth for free agents that they've lost on. Kind of make you scratch your head. It feels like it's an ownership thing. Hein Bloom, Craig Breslow, you, me, Victor Fuentes in the live chat. I don't know if anybody can succeed with this uh, with this ownership group. Yeah, it's uh, you know just reacting to those comments. You know, I'll be honest with you, and people will probably be like, "Nah, you weren't thinking that." No, I was. 
I was kind of thinking this from the very beginning. Not I didn't I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but the way I took it was hey, we're just we're going to go here. We're going to get to work. That's the way I initially took it. And I think everyone a lot of people out there they thought, "Oh, okay. We're we're going big, right? We're going to get Yamamoto." Um and yeah, part of me was thinking yeah, okay. All right, cool. Maybe we can go grab someone. Mm-hmm. I didn't initially react to it that way. I really just thought, okay, let's go. We're going to make some moves. We're going to make make some transactions. Um, but I think in a city like Boston, it's just not the right thing to say because we're very passionate fans. Mm-hmm. You know, we know how much the tickets are. We know how much the beers are at the game. A Fenway Frank is like like sixty dollars. It, it's expensive, right? So when you hear comments like that, yeah, you know, pr- it's probably not the best thing to say. So I'm glad he at least acknowledged it. Um, and you got Winter mm-hmm. Weekend coming up for the Red Sox this weekend. Let's see how that goes because he's going to be there and they're going to be doing some kind of a thing where they're going to be talking with people. Let's see how that goes. I'm Uh very intrigued about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just been to me. It's like you obviously had to know coming into the offseason what you were playing, what your guidelines were, what your parameters were. Right. Two year deals, maybe three. You can't be saying those kind of comments when those are the parameters that you're working with, right? and mm-hmm. with a budget, right? They had mm-hmm. a, a reported budget of 225 last year. Maybe with inflation, that's up a little bit this year. Maybe like 228, 230. Um, but if you're going to be following those kind of parameters, I mean, like, what are you making these comments for, right? It's like, goodness, yeah. If you're willing to give a guy like you know seven year, eight year deal, okay, yeah, make those comments, right? But not two-year deals. Um, I mean, I've been told that the uh, Teoscar Hernandez, he really wanted to go to the Red Sox. I was mm-hmm. told this. And he waited and waited and waited, and they wouldn't budge, and they wouldn't move, and they wouldn't come up. And Teoscar basically just said, wow, okay. All right, these guys are cheap. <laughs> so, And he took the one-year deal with the Dodgers. He wanted to go to the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, and from the person that told me, that came from him himself, right? He actually told this person. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just like crazy to me that they wouldn't even budge on that. I can understand with Teoscar because you know, his numbers had, had been declining a little bit over the last couple of years. But it's like, man, like that would have been a great fit. Um, and another one for the Red Sox, you know, a, a name that has been popping up a little bit. And Jim Bowden even mentioned this, and I've heard it as well behind the scenes. Someone like Mike Clevenger. All right. That's been a name that's been coming Solid. a little bit. Do you it. Know, yeah. Like baseball wise, I'm fine. Like, I guess I'm okay with it, but it's not really. Yeah, I know. I know. Ugh, it's not really like that. That one, two, or even a two, three. He's like a four, five. And you know what point. I mean? And you know what I mean? Too excited about my Clevenger because then people are going to question your like, you're like your 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 soul a little bit. Yeah, uh, with right. my Clevenger's off the field stuff. So you don't want to be like, yes, we got Clevenger. Wait, no, no, no. It doesn't no, really no, mix in Boston, man. It, it just doesn't. That's not the place to go, right? I, I, and that is a place he. That's a place he has said that he would like to go. I'm thinking, why would you want to go to Boston, right? Where, you know, they get 
pretty passionate about stuff like that. And, and Hey, I don't, I don't blame them. Right. You know, who knows what ended up happening with that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, it sounds terrible. Right. But that's just not really a city I would want to go to. No. Um, I don't know, man. It's just really interesting with the Red Sox right now. And the, the fact that they don't want to budge on two year deals, maybe three for someone like Montgomery. Um, they were connected with Solaire, but that seems to not really be in the, in the mix right now, which really kind of, from what I've been told, that makes sense a little bit because Alex Cora he likes vers- he likes versatility, and with Jorge Soler, he's not going to provide much of it. He's more of a DH at this mm-hmm. point. The bat would be amazing at Fenway Park, but yep. it's not really Cora's style to have that. So he did have it with JD Martinez. So I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, it, it's it's going to be very interesting with the Red Sox. And I will say this: they're definitely not a division caliber team right now, but they have gotten better. And I did make this post this uh today and i'm not saying they're going to be you know barn burner of a team you know competing with the dodgers but i think they have gotten better right you're going to be getting some guys back next year they've they've made a couple of decent moves but it's a lot of what ifs at this point for you right now what do you think you think we're win range right now what do you think of the red sox i think look if you if your car breaks down and you need a car but you don't like how much cars are costing these days do you just not buy a car if you are hungry and you need to eat and you don't like the inflation you don't like spending more money for your cereal your chips your your beef, your eggs, do you just stop buying beef, eggs, and chips because it doesn't fit your parameters? You have to bend with the market. And if you don't bend with the market, you're going to die. You're not going to get to work because your car doesn't work. And you're like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care if I don't. I'm not paying that for a car. I'm not paying that for eggs. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to go be malnutritioned and unemployed rather than bend to the market. You have to bend. You have you have to go with the market. And if the market is saying you need to go five years at for this player, that's what you have to do. Because if you try to understand, because think about it this way. If we know they're under offering these other players, what do you think they're offering? Mike Clevenger. It's probably garbage. So you can't, you have to figure that at some point you gotta, you, you, you literally, you have to just bend. Yep. You have to pay what the market is willing to bear. We will, we will, I will criticize front offices and, and agents when they are being unreasonable. Like we just did for Blake Snell is being unreasonable. Chris gets being unreasonable. We have to go the other side too. You're being a cheapskate. Go out there and get the deals done. They have a projected and estimated payroll for 2024 of 178. And that is with all arbitration dollars accounted for. That is with all contracts accounted for. Last year, they were at 199. They should have 40 to $50 million to play with. What are they doing? There's, we're getting to a point where there's nobody to give that money to. If Montgomery's going to the Rangers and... I mean, they could give it to Snell, um, but these these Bellinger's going to the Cubs. Uh, Monty's going to the Rangers. Uh, you 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 can see where these guys are going now. It's very clear where the the most likely landing yeah. spot is. Let's do it. 
What do you is is Rafi Devers contract preventing them from making deals? Um, yeah. If that's the case, then I understand why they traded Mookie Betts for nothing. So the Red Sox need to look in the mirror, realize they are not in Kansas City. They are not John Angelos. I mean, I guess maybe they are. Uh, go out there and spend money. You have resources available to you that other franchises, other cities wish they had, and they just don't. And that's why they don't spend. You have the resources. Go out there and spend the money. Yeah. Just to point out one thing now uh, on the, for the Red Sox payroll as of right now, I actually just learned this not too long ago. A good, a uh, good Red Sox Twitter account to follow Red Sox payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're estimating the Red Sox payroll to be around 201 million, which okay. it does say at the top on fan. Yeah. You got the 198. What is that? What does that do to? So that, there's a lot of other things that come into play and there's fail. also like the medical stuff that comes into play too. Yeah. And like other payments that come in and arbitration, you know, stuff like that. So 198, so, but they should still have, I mean, you're still talking 20, right, 25 right. million so dollars. They spent. still do have room. Right. Yeah. So just pointing that out. Um, so like if there is a budget, if there is a budget, which I would imagine there probably is right. 225, 230. I would imagine it's probably around that. If that's the line, then they're probably working with that. They are trying to get rid of Jansen. That is something that's been in the news. Mm-hmm. I wonder, to me, I feel like they probably would have gotten rid of him by now. If you were able to get rid of Sale by now, I feel like you can get rid of Jansen by this point. I'm wondering if it, if they're having a bit of a hard time finding a taker. Um, yeah. Or they have teams that would be willing to take him, but they're probably wanting the Red Sox to eat a certain amount of money. right? And the Red Sox are probably trying to not eat as much i would i would imagine probably the highest point maybe they pay half of his salary try and save eight million maybe they don't have to eat that much maybe like five million or so um but because his contract is a little underwater at the point at this point um it's just interesting with the red Sox right now this is one thing i i'm i'm speculating i am speculating because now, I'm not saying the Red Sox have to go absolutely like Steve Cohen crazy, right? Can we start making that a term, Steve Cohen crazy? Um, but I feel like there's something else going on that we just don't know, like something, right? Because it's like, I don't know. I know the I know Fenway Sports Group. They're trying to add a basketball team into their mix. They're trying to renovate the Fenway area. I don't know, man. It just feels like something, you know, mm-hmm. Tom Warner's making comments. John Henry's not even saying anything. Is there some kind of a weird thing going on there between the two? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There just seems to be like some sort of a disconnect. And I, I just, I can't put my finger on what the problem is. Like, cause yeah. it's like, you know, you have, I know you have the money. We all know you do, but why aren't you spending it? So I feel like there's there could again I I don't I'm not suggest I don't know even know what to what to even suggest I just wonder if there's something behind the scenes going on right because I feel like there's always a reason for something Mm -hmm. you know instead of just not wanting to spend money I think Henry has always had this mentality remember he wanted to bring in Billy Bean back in the day. He wants to build a sustained winner where you're not having to just blow through tons of money. And they've had bad experiences with contracts, right? Plenty of bad experiences, right? They've definitely lost more on investments when it comes to signing high-priced players. Carl Crawford, Pablo Sandoval for one, for two, right? You've had definitely some other ones that didn't work out. 
So I just wonder, is it is it you you haven't liked what's happened in the past with free agents? Is there something else going on? Is it maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of both? I don't know. I do know Mark. I do know John Henry has, you know, according to reports over the past year, he's been looking for more investment partners to come into play. Um, there were rumors at one point that he was looking to sell Liverpool, um, but then they came out and said no, not for sale. I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like something business. <laughs> is there died. a divorce? Is there a divorce coming? Is there I don't a know. divorce looming? I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, it just feels weird. Yeah. It feels odd. I'll keep it at that. I'm not suggesting they're going to like sell the team or anything, but like, it's just, what is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not normal, especially when you know you have, you know, the highest prices in the game, but you're not putting the best, the most competitive product on the field. Right. Who think knows? about but, waste. I think about the wasted years. That's my, I've been really on lately um, with the Mets. The wasted years by not going after Blake Snell mm-hmm. because you've got a pre-arbitration year. You have a pre-arbitration. Francisco Alvarez is cheap. Pre-arbitration year free, uh, of Alvarez. You have a pre-arbitration year for Beatty and Vientos. That is extremely valuable. That is millions of dollars worth of value right there. You have a prime year, Francisco Lindor. You have a prime year of Kodai Senga. And Kodai Senga can opt out. You may only have two more years of Kodai Senga. You have prime years. You have pre-arbitration years for talented players. And you may, and maybe your final year of Pete Alonso. And you're just going to say, okay, yeah. We're just going to let 24 ride out. We'll be back in 2025 aggressive. Boston's the same thing. You have a prime year. You have a Rafi Devers prime year. This guy may go down as one of your best players ever. You're going to waste one of his years. You have all these pre-arbitration and arbitration years where a lot of those young players, they are cheap. Rafaela could be one of the most exciting players of baseball. You're going to waste that year. Don't waste years when you have the ability, when you have the means, when you have the resources to avert a situation like that. So Boston would fall right in there. Uh, the same, the same thing I've been thinking about the Mets lately. Yeah. And, and one more thing to add with the Red Sox and like, you know, I could also understand a mentality where they, yeah, they got, they got a next wave, uh, Next wave of guys coming up, right? Marcelo Meyer, Roman Anthony, Kyle Teal. Those guys are the future, and and those three were mentioned uh, when it came to the next wave by Craig Breslow. So mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe they're just trying to time it with that. It could be just a timeline thing where could maybe be. they're not really willing to pull you know the trigger on a on a big ticket item. And there are going to be some guys over the next couple of years. Who knows? Maybe they've had, maybe they got their eyes on Juan Soto. Who freaking knows? Um, but I do wonder if there is a there is a timing aspect to it where they just feel like they don't fully have the foundation yet. And maybe mm-hmm. they're just trying to get that put in place before they really go for it. But I feel like someone like Montgomery makes sense, right? Because they don't have a lot of pitching in their farm. They're one of the worst teams when it comes to pitching in their farm system. Good bats, but not pitching. Yeah. So I feel like Montgomery makes a lot of sense for them because it gives them a stable piece for the next five, six years, right? You don't got to worry about him. He's just going to be in your rotation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that no. to me is an investment. I He's think is, guy. 
you're you're okay with making right while you develop some pitching over the next few years right um and draft pitching and get it internationally right let breslow do his magic right just like he did with the cubs with the pitching Mm -hmm. right but get a guy like montgomery who can help you compete over the Mm -hmm. next few years and even if the last couple of years end up being meh you know what whatever at least he can help you compete or until that next wave is ready right and i don't know that's what all I have to say on that. Some other Red Sox news before we do get out of here. They are still connected with Adam Duvall, Justin Turner. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see one of those guys come back. But anyway, Look, the, I'll say this about the, the lineup. Um, I, I think they could use maybe some depth. Actually, no, no, they don't even need depth. That's wrong. I retract that because they've got a bunch of young kids that are that are coming up and are going to be mm-hmm. ready. When I look at this lineup, Duran. Devers, Cassis, you get a bounce back story year. I like Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Tyler O'Neill has some potential. You got Abreu, you got Grissom, you have all of the young players. I think again, I am I am all in on Rafaela this upcoming season. I think he is going to be extremely exciting. I think he's going to be a headline grabber, uh, a highlight maker. I think you have the lineup to compete. There is no pitching, however, that yeah. can handle the American League East and what what you're, what the gauntlet you have to go through. So the the Lucas Giolito thing was a mistake. Never should have happened. What should have happened is they should have gone all in on either Montgomery or Snell. Look, nine years, okay, that's ridiculous. Don't don't do that. Uh, we got to figure out a way. Get a, there needed to be a trade, and there needed to be a free agent signing. I said this. Two or three months ago, uh, Shane Bieber, go get Shane. Shane Bieber is now going to cost Cleveland $13 million. I got to think it's a, it may be easier to get Shane Bieber because does, does Cleveland want to pay him $13 million? Go get Shane Bieber via, via trade and go sign a free agent. And then all of a sudden, you're putting together a rotation where Bayo is your three. And then between Pavetta, Hauk, Crawford, you figure out the four or five and you can compete. Yeah, the, the one thing about Giolito, you know, it's I would I would have liked Montgomery way more. Uh, I will say if there were set parameters put in place and you had to work around those parameters, I could understand the Giolito signing if you have if you if they don't want to give more than two years for a guy. I could understand it from that well, point for the of parameters. View. Sure. Right. The one thing with Giolito, horrible second half. He was OK before that. And he's always durable and he's always going to give you innings. That's the one thing I think the Red Sox, they really need this year. They proved it in 2021. Go back to that rotation in 21. That rotation had Martin Perez and Garrett Richards. They both made 22 starts that year. Garrett Richards was in that rotation making starts every fifth day. And they made it two wins away from the World Series. That's the only thing. You know, where if they just get consistent starts every fifth day and they don't worry about the rotation because they were 27th in innings pitched from their starters last year. Mm -hmm. If they and nine of the 12 playoff teams from this past year were in the top 15 in innings pitched with starting pitching. So if they just get the innings, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I just want them to be competitive. Right, just be in the mix, right? At least just mm-hmm. be there the final week. Um, if they can just get the innings from the starters, 
If they yeah, have a, I, I think they have a chance because the offense is good, like you just yeah. mentioned. I, I, the offense is very good, and the defense needs to get better. Competitive, so, competitive. Yes, I, I yeah. see them being competitive with this crew, but I'm is it enough. You it's know? not it, right. I, I, I'm thinking about it. If I'm a Red Sox fan or, or, or four Red Sox fans, yeah. I don't want you to just compete. I want you to make the playoffs. Yeah. And for you to do that, yeah. Lucas Giolito needs to be the three. And yeah. oh, I agree. Right. That's oh, yeah. that's what needs to happen. Lucas Giolito being the one is and, and I, I'm not trying to just tear Giolito apart because yeah. he's had some good runs. He was up and down last year. He had some good moments. It got really bad after he was traded. But yeah. let's let's set that aside for a minute and just focus on what he was when he was with the White Sox. He yeah. would go on yeah. spurts where he looked really good, but he was inconsistent. That can't be the one if you yeah. want to be a uh, if you want to compete for a playoff spot. If you just yeah. want to try to win eighty games, you know, put together a decent season, uh, sure, you could probably do that with this yeah. with this rotation. But um, I'm thinking about it from a standpoint of let's go out there and win ninety three games. Let's yeah. get a playoff spot locked up, and maybe if things go crazy with the the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Orioles, maybe maybe we can even make a run here. Um, I don't think I don't think they've unlocked that possibility with yeah. this current rotation. Yeah, they're not there. They're, they're not fully there. Right now, I would say they're an 80, 84 win team max at this point. Um, max, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they could surprise some people, you know. And again, I said this when, when we had Scott Braun on the pod. And I, I do think, you know, a big key, if they don't add anyone, I, I, I don't think I made this clear when we talked with uh, with Scott, where I said, if they weren't going to add anyone, the big key is Andrew Bailey. Now, I'm not saying that's going to get them to the Coaching huge. The Blue Jays will tell you. The Blue Jays and their love for the pitching coach, uh, Pete Walker, is extreme. It's immense. They'll tell you Pete Walker is the reason why the Blue Jays win uh, 20 of their games. So I, I listen, I understand the the love for 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 a pitching coach and for the coaching staff. It's it's it, it's it can be a difference maker. Yeah, it, it definitely can. And, <clears throat> you know, we'll see. Right. I'm not saying Andrew Bailey is going to help get us to the playoffs. Right. But, but I think he's going to be a big help because let's mm. I mean, I'm going to be very honest with you watching all the games last year. Dave Bush didn't have it. Right. There was no. just something he just didn't have a grasp on. I'm not saying he's not a good pitching coach. I think he can excel somewhere else. I just didn't think there was it was the right fit. And um, I think Bailey just seems like a guy. He, he has an idea of what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And what he needs to do. Um, I do think they need to add Montgomery. I, I do think they need to add something else. Right. We'll see. 